0: John 3 will be our sermon uh, today. Uh, I wrestled with the early part of the week on uh, two things was, uh, was on my mind. Should I preach what I will call a Mother's Day message? Uh, or should I uh, preach on because we're opening up uh, where uh, America is re- trying to reopen? And so I, today I want to talk about uh, how to start your life over how to start your life uh, over. And I think these 16 verses uh, is giving us some powerful passages um, to look at how to start your life over. Uh, There was a little boy uh, who was uh, born to two parents and he had a desire to make it to the NBA. He wanted to be a professional basketball player. He wanted to be, be um, one of the best players in the NBA. He had a dream. His dream from the age of five was to make it to the NBA. Uh, he was a good student. He did everything he, uh, he could possibly do. Uh, uh, he wanted to make it to the NBA. It was his dream to be a professional basketball player. But he had a problem in his DNA uh, that was going to prevent him from being a professional basketball player. Uh, You see, his mother was only four feet, eight inches, and his father was five feet and one inch. And uh, unless something miraculous was going to happen, uh, he was not going to really be tall enough. And I know there's been a few people in the five feet, but... But he, he, he the chances was getting slimmer and slimmer with every day he looked at his mother and every day he looked at his father and in their short statue. He knew that it was becoming almost an impossibility to become an NBA professional player. And life would have it, he only grew to five feet one inch. Uh, his dream shattered. He was a good better than good. But his His desire to make the NBA was stunted just because of the DNA of his parents. Brothers and sisters, on this Mother's Day, on this day that we celebrate mom, uh, and we can look at many of the good things our parents and and our mothers have brought into us, but let me share this with you. Uh, There is a limitation, spiritually, on what a mother can provide because, listen, there will come a day that I must answer to the Lord for myself, and that will be one day that my mother, my father, my grandmother, my aunt, and all the great women in my life cannot help help me. I must face my father for uh, myself. Brothers and sisters, I just want to share with you today that uh, you may have come from good stock. You may have good a good family, but at the end of the day, your DNA is limited on spiritual things. They, we can, it can be shared with you. It can be told with you. You have to decide that you're going to make a decision about yourself because if your life is connected to from where you come from, you will always have shattered dreams. Martin Luther King said shattered dreams are the hallmark of our lives, that we want to do this and something else happened." Well, in this text, it's about a shattered dream. It's in this text, it, it, there is a problem here. Uh, he, here comes a man by the name of Nicodemus, and he's having a conversation uh, with Jesus. And we look at the text, he really got some shattered dreams because he wanted to know, in some sense, how does he start his life over? Here he comes. Here is a, he's a good man. He comes from a good family. He's doing good things. And yet, as he comes, he comes to find Jesus at night. And in essence, he really has a desire in his heart how do I start over? How do I start? over again. I know something's missing in my life, and there's somebody on us here today is asking that same question. How do I start over again? I, I've i learned some things on this quarantine. I've learned some things, and I want to reset. How do I start my life over again? I made mistakes. I made some bad decisions, and now I want to start over again. This text gives us three ways of starting our life over again. The first one is uh, point number one. To start your life over, you got to have a private conversation with Jesus. Uh, To start your life over, it's going to require you to have a private conversation uh, with Jesus. See, this is... Nicodemus uh, he was a Pharisee which means probably he had good he was a quality man he outstanding character he was from the Jewish ruling council uh, he was he was intelligent he was honest uh, he was upright. And listen, what this is really saying, though, but he must have found there was something missing in his life. He's an upright man. He's a good man. Uh, He comes from a, he's doing great things in the community. He's part of his community. He's making a difference in the community. But yet he recognized there is something missing in his life. And so here he sneaks out and comes and find Jesus at night. And don't miss the night piece because this is not 2020 when we got lights. And uh, most people in this time would not travel at night because there was no electricity, there was no lighting. And so therefore you did your traveling during the day. But here is Nicodemus, coming to locate Jesus at night, because even though he's a good man, but he, one of his issues was he was always living for the praise of men, and the word of God teaches us that when we live our life based upon making people happy, uh, uh, it is a danger, and so here come Nicodemus looking for Jesus. Uh, uh, he recognized that he has a void in uh, his life. And I'm going to say this to you, that anytime we have voids uh, in our lives, our lives are messy. It could look good, the world could praise us, but it really is a messy life. Uh, it's really, a, it's a frustrating life. It really is not, uh, we're not fulfilling the purpose of what God has created us to do and created us to be. Uh, let me share this story. I um, There was a a prize, uh, the fair was coming into this small small town and there was a prize uh, bull uh, that was uh, being taken down the city streets, uh, a prize bull. And, uh, well, uh, this bull uh, took a dump. Uh, He laid some manure right down Main Street in this city. And, and, and the manure began to have a conversation to himself. The more manure said to himself, he says, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be here on Main Street. I'm going to be somebody. I'm not going to be like the other dung or manure uh, that has dropped on the streets. I'm going to be special. I'm going to be phenomenal and uh later on a farmer walks down the street and he drops his hat and the hat falls into the manure pile and uh he said look at that look at that i'm already becoming known i'm already becoming recognized look the, the big farmer in town, uh, um, dropped his hat off. And then later flies around, and and they're all buzzing around. And this goes on about a day. And finally, a, a young guy comes through, and he's sweeping and picking up trash. And he looks, and he sees this pile of manure. And he looks at the manure, and he tells the manure, you're stinking. And he says, no, I'm not. I'm somebody. He said, no, you're stinking. And he took his he took his shovel and he shoveled the manure in his shovel and dumped it in his spreader and and it went on what you, where, where am i going with this i don't care what you think you are on main street you are are stinking if your life is void of the master is void of Jesus. You got a a messed up life, a stinking life. You may have people all over around you and celebrating you. But at the end of the day, if you have a void in your life, uh, you are missing something. You are stinking and your life is not fulfilling the purposes and the plan that God has set up for you. Uh, so here we see Nicodemus, and he comes, and in verse two we see something, because in verse two he says he comes to Jesus at night, and and he says Rabbi, which is means teacher, and he says in essence, man, I know you come from God. I've, I've seen what you do. Uh, I've seen you in operation. I know you must be from God. Uh, uh, what a praise to give Jesus. Say what a. Praise that this, what an what encouraging word uh, Jesus is getting from this known leader in the community. And he's praising Jesus, but Jesus answers an unasked question. If you look at the text, G, uh, 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 Nicodemus never asked about being born again, he just came and lifted praise in verse 2. In verse 2, he praised Jesus, saying, I know you come from God. These miracles you're doing, what you're pulling on, you've got to be a man of God. And yet Jesus replies, I'll tell you the truth. Verse number 3, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Listen, Jesus looked at his life and could see within him that he had a void in his life, and he decided not to even deal with the praise that he had put on him. But he comes and says, I'm going to answer your unasked question. And the question that humanity has today is, how can I start my life over again? And Jesus tells us a man, a woman cannot start his life over again unless he is born again and he, he and, and that's got to been amazing Jesus answered this question you, the, the question of starting over is to be born again in essence you have to be born again and with a desire to want to be like Jesus. that's really what born again is is that I want to surrender my life to exchange for his life and I want to be like Christ uh, and I hope there's some saints out here that wants to be like him. George Foreman, a great heavyweight. George Foreman. George Foreman Grill. Uh, George Foreman uh, has uh, five boys. He actually has twelve kids, but uh, his five sons. Uh, he named them George the second, the first one. Then he named it George the third. Then George the fourth. And next one was George the fifth. And the next one is George the sick he named them all George even two of his daughters. he named his first daughter Georgette and he named his second daughter Frida George listen and, and 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 you may the question was asked why do you name your kids George and and George Foreman says two reasons i love the name and i want them to be like me listen we ought to say that i want to be born again how i start my life over again is that I want to take on the name of Jesus, first because I like the name, and I just want to be like him. If I want to start my life over again, I got to embrace the name of Jesus because I want to be just like him, and I want to look like him and walk like him. I want to start my life over again. Well, the second point that we see in this text if you really want to start your life over again, uh, you got to understand your need. Understand your need. Listen. When we look in this text, Jesus said, unless he is born again, he doesn't say it in a plural sense. There ain't multiple ways to be born again. It ain't truth based upon your understanding. It's not choosing where you want to go. The only way you can be born again is you got to decide there is only one way. Acts 4 verse 12 says there is no name other than the name of Jesus that one can be saved. We have to believe that to be born again is, is to be born again through Christ. There's only one type. There's only one way. There is only one salvation. There is only one faith. I don't care the others could stand, but there is only one. You have to make a decision that it is in Christ and Christ alone. Nicodemus had to be shocked when he hear Jesus says what he says in verse three. It's got to be stunning. Because Nicodemus, in his mind, must have been saying, what? I'm a good man. I got credentials. I've been to school. I've been to college. I'm known in the community. I'm disciplined. I'm learned. I'm honest. Uh, I'm a teacher. I, I know the law. I know order. I'm a faithful husband. I'm a leader of religion. I'm a diligent in the Bible. I'm moral. I'm upright. I'm confused. What do you mean? Nicodemus was shaken. And and, and don't take my word for it. It's in verse four. Because in verse four, he says, how can a man be born when he is old? Surely he can't enter a second time uh, into his mother's womb. And and and, and Jesus messes with them because Nicodemus was considered one of the most profound teachers of the Jewish faith. And so Jesus comes back and said, Oh, you don't know? Let me tell you the truth, unless you enter the kingdom of God, verse five, and born of water and the spirit. Because in verse six he said, Flesh gives birth to flesh. But spirit gives birth to spirit. Check this out. Listen, too many of you are trying to understand spiritual things with your intellect from a fleshly perspective. you got to decide, I'm going to surrender my life. And so his spirit can take presence of us. You can't understand the ways of God based upon common sense and what's intellectually right. Because the spiritual thing is beyond our comprehension. Uh, is deeper than common sense. It's deeper than knowledge. It is wisdom that we have to gain. Uh, so here he is. He says, you can't have spiritual transformation, uh, Nicodemus. Um, you can't have spiritual tra- transformation doing what's good. You got to surrender your life. You got to give up the f- flesh because what comes from the flesh is flesh. What comes from the spirit? Is spirit. He says so. You got to give up the flesh, so you can embrace what is spiritual. How does how does that look? Uh, let me see if I can help. Uh, 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 there was a swimmer, uh, uh, a lifeguard. Uh, my daughter loves swimming, and she might can tell me a little more on this. But there was a lifeguard, and um, this man was on the top deck, and he dived into the water, and, and then he realized, or he I don't know for whatever reason. He could not swim, and while he was uh, in the water, trying to flip and flop, everybody was hollering at the lifeguard, uh, uh, he's drowning, he's drowning, and the lifeguard just stood on the sideline in his chair and didn't do anything, and he stopped, and he started fighting again, And they said, he's drowning, lifeguard, he's drowning. And then on the third time, he just stopped. And when he stopped and just got limbered, the lifeguard jumped in and pulled him out. And the question came, why didn't the lifeguard move sooner? The lifeguard said, I didn't move sooner because if I had jumped in when he was fighting, he'd have drowned both of us. But when he gave up fighting, when he gave up twisting and turning, that's when I knew that I could deliver him. Listen, brothers and sisters, as long as you're wrestling in your mind about this new life, as long as you're fighting in your flesh and you're getting advice from the barbershop, the beauty shop, from girlfriend, listen, God is not trying to interfere. God is waiting on you to surrender, to surrender your life and say, it's me. Okay, Lord, I'm now ready. You see, if he knew, he knows our greatest need. He knew if you needed information, he would give you an educator. He knew if you needed technology, he would send you a scientist. He knew if you needed money, he would send an economist. He knew that your greatest need was forgiveness and to start over again. So he sent you a savior. It Reminds you of the song of the old church, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It is Jesus that makes us and gives us the ability to start our life over again. Our third point, our third point, if you really want to start your life over again, the third thing you need to do is you need to respond to Jesus' invitation Uh, in, in verse 16, Jesus gives an invitation uh, that if you believe in him, uh, you should have everlasting life. But this invitation is given in verse 3. This invitation is given in verse 5. This invitation is given in verse 7. You have to decide, I want to be born again. Verse 8, again, it says the wind blows. Uh, where it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell what it's coming from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who's born in the spirit. He's giving us an invitation here in verse 16, which is maybe the most known verse in the Bible. He's telling us that I love you and I I, I stopped everything and gave up everything to send my son Jesus. Will you embrace his invitation? I hear your your question. Well, I'm already saved, but how can I start my life over again? That's your problem. You thought salvation was only to get you to heaven. Listen, salvation to heaven is the minimum he wants to do. He wants to do a transformation in your life. He wants to change your whole life life, your whole trajectory, your whole direction, he has a, he has plans for you again. The question is, are you willing to allow him to lead your life? Are you accepting his invitation? I'm gonna close on this illustration, and I'm done. Um, A man had inherited a warehouse, and it was just a big old building. Uh, trash was all over the place weeds were growing up and he went to see his inheritance and he says man what am i going to do with this man i have i have received this uh this junky building but what am i going to do with the building and he decided to put it up for sale and nope there was no takers it was just the place was a dump grass was up to six feet high and trash was all over the place. The concrete was cracked. But finally a developer came and offered a man a million dollars for the building. He said, you gonna give me a million dollars for this building? He said, yeah. He said, what are you going to make here? Uh, 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 are you going to put a factory here? Are you going to put a, a, a housing development? Uh, uh, what are you going to do with the building? He said, I just, I don't want to do nothing with the building. He said, I just want the site. He said, I just want to tear down the building. And I just want to mow down the weeds. And then I want to start over. Listen, brothers and sisters, you are a warehouse. You are a building. You've got to decide I'm going to give up the building. I'm going to put a for sale sign in front of my life. And I'm going to say, Jesus, you can buy the, the You the developer, develop my life, mold my mind, mold my action, just cut off the trash and the garbage and the debris in my life. And I want to start my life over again. Is there anybody in here that knows that we? you can start over again? Jeremiah had a vision when he says, I get up every day with a new set of mercy, new mercies I see, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, I am so glad that God is in the business of giving me mercy. I don't have to borrow tomorrow's mercy or hold on to some of yesterday's mercy. When I woke up this morning, he gave me a new set of mercy, and I can start my life over again. Amen. God bless you. Listen, we want to extend an invitation to you, to you, and even you. If you're listening to this and you don't even know Christ, and I don't even know how you got a part of this, it doesn't even matter. But if you're willing to accept Christ into your life, uh, please let us